From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest D.C. Pearson. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. Hello, ho, ho, and welcome to Felice Nobby Pod. I am Tony Saxton, and with me, as always, Rigby. There we go. So, thanks again for tuning in. A lot's gone down since the last time. These these every two week uh, episodes, it's it's weird. Sometimes I feel like it's too much time. Sometimes it's not enough time. I like doing them more, but uh, it's a little difficult sometimes. We're going to stick with this every two weeks, but we'll see. We'll see for how long. I'd like to do them more, but i got to get my shit together. Pardon the salty language. Uh, but so much has happened. Um, the Oscars happened. The True Detective finale happened. Uh, and you know what? doesn't matter. We're not going to talk about any of that, because I realized that uh, it's been quite a while since we've just had like a good old-fashioned generic... Christmas song on the show. So, you know, let's get to it. It's just another generic Christmas song, but this one doesn't last very long. All right, then, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Coming to the theater, it's The Dark Knight Rises, the musical. My name is Dark Knight Rises, the musical, is the only time you're ever going to hear Bruce Wayne's thoughts on Catwoman through song. There's something sneaky about this bitch. Well, she's not a bitch. Those are dogs. And she is a cat. Woman. People have called The Dark Knight Rises the weakest of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. But that's just because they didn't get a singing vein. Gotham's Reckoning. My name is Bane. I will break it back and you will feel much pain. Advanced reviews are calling The Dark Knight Rises the musical confusing and unnecessary. Tickets on sale sometime, so be sure to get them then. You'll leave the theater singing. I've seen The Dark And we are back. Thanks to our new sponsor. Everyone's dying to see that one, I know. Um, oh, some, Rigby, no! Uh, let me get this door 
I know that this happens every single week. Whoa, DC Pearson. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Come on in. Oh, great door. <laughs> I don't know what people say when they come into that's That's a first. You're the first to compliment, to, to the, compliment door. the door. Yeah, well, I mean, it fits. It's got four uh It fits the doorway? Sides. Yeah, it fits the door jam. <laughs> uh, well, f- four sides, I guess, top and bottom and then the sides. Very important in a door. Doorknob. I'm no door Rick. expert. Yeah. But. Who is? True. These days? Jim Morrison maybe changing. Was. The model is totally Ooh. changing. It's the different models, <laughs> new platforms, you know, doors. What are they even? I, I certainly don't know. <laughs> to say. For having, I didn't man. expect us to get so heavy right away. I know, I know. Well, I like to come into a podcast and just drop like some, make people immediately question their existential, uh, the things they take for granted. You know what I mean? You've accomplished their preconceptions. Your okay, great. Yeah. So, so I, I think can, I think yeah. we're I think we're good. Actually, we cool. can probably just wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, how long does a podcast have to be anyway? Maybe it's true. There are no rules. The longest the podcast thing. is really the shortest. <laughs> If you if you end your statement like a question, you don't have to be accountable for anything that you say. Is that Maybe? true? I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it would hold up in court. But uh, well, you know, it's 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 strange. Every time I uh, sit down and start talking to the people and and do a little song of some sort, someone just shows up every week, and uh, this is not the first time that. You know, in all honesty, someone I don't know all that well, if at all, really, let's be honest, showed up. I mean, uh, you know, Twitter is a very powerful platform. It is. Social media. Do you, uh, here's here's the big question for you. Do you remember us actually meeting before? Because I wasn't sure because we started following each other and I, I had that whole thing. I was like, does he actually remember us meeting and and all, or is this just like a I, weird like <laughs> i have to be honest i don't think that i, it's I right. do remember when was that it was at uh south by southwest in 2012 sure. i think i was hanging out with jonah ray gotcha and you guys yes. did a show together yes and uh he quickly okay. introduced us and yes. he had uh and uh, you you quickly said uh, some some nice things because you were like, wait, are you the guy right in your band that has I think been I've on heard, Doug Loves and movies? And also, yes, I had yes, exactly. And I w- was a had had been a, a fan of, of some of your guys' stuff since like the early two thousands. I want to say since kind of my that would high be... school to college right, transition. Right. Um and yeah, I can't believe that I didn't remember that. I apologize. No, I I, I, I I was not really expecting you right. to. It was just a uh, let's see, right? Let's see if he knows. Yeah, I've I've seen you. Uh, is that kind of a thing that you were? Was that a? Uh, how old are you? May I ask? Twenty nine. Twenty. Okay, so I'm older than you. And uh, so is that kind of a a, a uh, that whole scene? Which I, for lack of a better word, was that kind of like. A, a big thing for you in, in high school. I'm not saying us necessarily, right. but just because I feel like I, I almost have like a memory of you, like I've seen some tweets about Warp Tour and things sure, like that. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it was this really interesting. It was like almost like doubling back on a lot of music that my friends were into, but that I considered myself like too good for. Like when I was first in high school, like mm-hmm. sort of, I, I hesitate, like, I feel, I feel like. 
it anytime you apply a, a name to like a genre of music it's immediately like fraught right i don't know maybe it's always been that way and maybe there were people in the 60s that were like oh we're not actually rock and roll uh, or whatever <laughs> um but like i feel like it to apply like because i would i would sort of almost i guess maybe i don't know like it's weird i feel like because there was there was such a, a a community of bands and i'm not putting you guys in that community by any stretch of the imagination Put us wherever you in want. that time period that were so anti being classified as emo uh-huh. i feel like emo was like the first sort of um what do you want to call it like it was like a it was almost considered like a slur by people that would get right. referred to as that i would put you guys more in kind of the like pop smart pop punk kind of space if that makes any sense like modern uh whatever this is like a weird test that i'm taking right now um (laughs) no because it's funny because but but so i I felt like even to apply that felt like i'm like i don't know maybe there's something else you know right no i i never motion city core being being involved in i i never you know when because you always you know especially like being on tour you know you you stop uh in your van or whatever did to stop you know the rest stop or the gas station or whatever and you know you're usually you're giving away pretty quickly and right. everybody's like you guys band what, what's your band called like, the, what like, do you yeah what do you gatorade bottles full of pee falling out <laughs> yeah like exactly the sliding door <laughs> yep <laughs> exactly uh and yeah so they always they always like what kind of music you guys play and i never knew how to answer that question because even like usually the people that would ask that question or even if you wanted to give references like right. they're not the people that are going to understand those references yeah no there's so many <laughs> yeah no yeah totally yeah you want to be like well what yeah what's your rep- what's your uh, guy that works at this oklahoma uh convenience store on the side of the highway with nothing around what's your relationship to the promise ring right. <laughs> kind of deal. exactly um uh yeah no that i feel like that is so that's one of those like comedy um and music crossovers where you quickly learn what most people's associations of the thing that you do are. So like uh-huh. when I would tell people, like when I was in college and stuff and I would tell people that I did like improv, you, you know what you have in mind and then you know that they're like probably not even imagining like even Drew Carey and Ryan Seacrest doing uh-huh. Whose Line Is It Anyway. They're literally imagining. Wait, Ryan like, Seacrest doing Whose Line Is It Anyway? Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, did, you, did you, we not watch the same? I missed that season. Is Ryan that a, Seacrest. Yeah, yeah totally. He, wow. And then he was, he was given shortening drugs, and he became Ryan Seacrest. He was Ryan Stiles, and then the government was like, we have a new mission for you. Um, no, but like you, you, they're not even imagining Ryan uh, Seacrest. I'm doubling down on that, by the way. Um, Andrew Carey doing his line is anyway, they're like imagining like a dude in a uh, like in the 80s in a club in like a giant blazer, like a square shouldered blazer. Doing right. So like you think airplane that jokes. they don't even like well, thinking, know what improv is. Really. Be, I, well, because of the, the there was a show called <clears throat> Evening at the Improv that was right, all stand up. Right, right. That was, I think, such a big part of like the 80s stand up boom. Yeah. People, a lot of people, I think, still to this day sort of imagine, especially I think people like maybe over like 40 or 50 at this point. Um, imagine um, like oh you do you know stand up yeah which I then I think because when I started doing stand up I like to think that I wasn't doing it just so people's mental picture of what I do when I said I did comedy would be accurate but that was probably a bigger part of it than I necessarily (laughs) (laughs) wanted to think Um, but but yeah I mean like that must have been and did you have like a pat answer that you would go to i found the 
and it still wouldn't necessarily work for everyone, right. but I found the easiest thing to tell people would be, uh, we kind of sound like Weezer. Right. That would be like the easiest well, I one. Feel like, that... like, yeah, like especially pop, like the whole like pop punk thing, like at the time that totally, that was another kind of like weird slur because it kind of, you would imagine. Yeah, no, like, that, honestly, I feel like I always wanted emo more than pop sure, punk, to be honest. But now pop punk is kind of this weird, I feel like it's kind of back almost as like a genre term like i feel a lot of i feel like i've seen a lot of new bands being described as pop punk and then when i go to listen to them i feel like they have absolutely no relation to it i feel like they sound yeah. more like kind of early 90s like college rock but yeah it's, yeah it's, it's weird how that term has kind of like come back around now right and then like yeah but at the time it just you felt it's like that would be describing something that was at like a hot topic or something. Mm-hmm. i don't know yeah weird. no that was that was a a, a weird thing for me in the early days of like when things started going a little better right. and i had this this uh like premeditated thought of what hot topic was and all right. this. and then i and then you know the thing came along it's like all right they're gonna start selling uh shirts and hot topic for us like really right <laughs> and but you know ultimately it ended up being a, a really good thing for us and and they were very nice to us over the years right. and, and like you know we we did like signings in the stores and it, i don't know it was always a weird thing like that whole side of things is 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 strange i never you know it's one of those like the 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 double edged sword kind of thing where it's like yeah i don't know this doesn't seem like anything that i'm remotely interested in really but they're really helping push us to new levels yeah. and being very nice to us and totally money as well yeah. which is always well, nice also they can be really nice to people because they are rich off of being hot topic right. whereas like if you're in some dinky like record store like if you're in like you know sean's records mm-hmm. in like cambridge massachusetts you can't like you have to be mean to people because that's how you like have your identity yeah but if you're just a giant corporation everyone i've ever every time i've ever done like a remotely like super corporate gig or whatever like anytime i've ever done a show that's like sponsored by a ton of different brands whatever those people are always so incredibly nice and it's right. because they don't have to they don't have anything invested in being like dicks whereas uh-huh. like i think if you're considered like cool that kind of comes along with like oh i'm also going to be like a dick because that's how i'm going to separate myself <laughs> yeah because i you know i think i feel like people that are you know if you work at hot topic or if you're like the head of hot topic you can just be like hey what's up man you have nothing mm-hmm. you don't care you know i don't know yeah. Um, but I also feel like that it goes back to like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes a lot of the hallmarks of like success are also things you're like, you find yourself alternately being like, fucking, you're never going to sell my shit at Walmart, man. Mm-hmm. And also, why is my shit being sold at Walmart, <laughs> yeah. man? Kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know that uh, there was a point, like, kind of at like when, when things were sort of at, at kind of the the height in my my period through the band uh was uh when we it was like our third record had just come out and we were starting to uh do a lot more like signings at stores like and uh i remember it was you know it's always it's always a weird thing but it's flattering right and uh and we did a bunch at like best buys and like a lot of like indie record stores and stuff but then we also did a few at at hot topics and i remember like uh the one store that uh was like the nicest to us and like actually gave us something 
was a hot topic. Like they gave us each like hundred dollar gift cards or something for the store. I was like, oh, the one store that I'm not really gonna buy anything <laughs> from is the one. Why didn't Best Buy do this? Right. <laughs> Sorry, Hot Topic. I'm sure sure Hot Topic avid listeners of the show. <laughs> they pipe this. This is like their music in their stores. They pipe yes. in Feliz Navidad, Tony Thaxton. Yeah. People, Mission people, accomplished. people go crazy. They're like, I'm going to get two Stewie t-shirts instead of just one. <laughs> yeah, so that was always the, you know, it was nice. So, you know, I'm ultimately not complaining. And I think I eventually found ways to, right. to spend that money. But <laughs> <laughs> Like they, the they do sell hot records topic, in That's there, a lot so. of belts. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, I, I don't remember what I, I feel like I, I found a shirt or two that, that, uh, was okay, and then you know they did sell records that right. I would maybe want here and there. So well, that's good. I found a way. Yeah. Also, I feel like it's good for like a nephew, like a gift for mm-hmm. like a nephew. Oh yeah, done that. Uh, done that many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those teenagers, they love the hot topic. Yeah, they, yeah. I feel like every. I feel like that's your first thing when there's always that like. I can't remember who it was that I was talking to, but like you find. I think maybe maybe it was my girlfriend. Um, was talking about like when you first discover like Urban Outfitters or something, and you're like, "This uh-huh. is fucking cool. We can't <laughs> yeah, tell anyone yeah. about this. This is like our place." And then right. you sort of you get a little more. You live a little more life, and then you're like, "Wait, Urban Outfitters is terrible," or whatever, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. But like that first introduction that you then immediately yeah. discard as being that first introduction to cool things that you immediately discard as being uncool when you get more into more stuff right i don't know and well i think i i have like a slightly different view on on some like urban outfitters in particular because i think you know as i said i'm i'm a a bit older than you and uh they weren't as prominent like when i was in high school and even after that like i don't remember ever i think i was in washington dc visiting a friend and that was the first time i ever remember seeing one right and uh and going and like even to the point, I don't know why this is such a memory that stands out to me, but I remember going to see. This is a couple years after I had first seen one, and I remember seeing National Treasure in the theater. Uh huh. And there's a point when I believe they go into an Urban Outfitters, and I and that movie takes place in D.C. And I uh-huh. remember thinking like. I think that's totally the one that I was at. And it was like this huge realization. Like it was exciting. DC to me. institution. Right. Really, a lot of Beltway insiders go to <laughs> Urban Outfitters. Yeah. To stay in touch with, you know, urban communities. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I, I weirdly associate Urban Outfitters with National <laughs> Treasure. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's always a weird thing where you're you're like, wait, this is just a chain. Mm-hmm. With certain places. Yeah. Uh, and then now I feel like I'm having this weird thing as I grow up where, like, there's a place here in L.A. called Chago. It's like a, a spinoff of um, the Koji, like, barbecue, like, Korean barbecue Right, trucks. yeah, I know, I know the truck. They, I don't know the like place this, you're the talking same about, people that, um, that, that that did uh, Koji have this, like, storefront called chego and it's all these like rice bowls and they're really really good uh-huh. um and tasty and like unique and i feel like my first instinct was like this should be chipotle 
Like they should fucking they could be the next Chipotle, uh-huh. they whatever. And it was something that I found myself actively wanting for them instead of being like, I hope no one ever finds out about this. <laughs> like I was like rooting for them to become a giant corporation instead of being like, this is I got I, I gotta like actively try to campaign against people finding out about this so it can be my special little thing. And now you're talking is that, about is that a, the f- a function of being a huge <laughs> sellout or something? I don't know. It feel it felt very weird to be like I hope this becomes right a, a soulless multinational corporation. <laughs> well, Chipotle does is going that route now. With uh, there's one on uh, on Sunset, right, uh, really close to Amoeba. It's called like Shop House. I yes. think. Yes, yeah, is that Chipotle as well? Chipotle owns oh, that. Oh, yeah. okay. But yeah. it's that kind of thing, if I'm understanding. Yeah, right. we, I haven't been there. We yet, went in though. there on on like New Year's Eve, I want to say, of this year, like right when that, it opened. That tradition that and we then, all yeah, do. New Year's yes. Eve, you go to Shop House. Uh-huh. Uh, you are like, uh, it's it's something that you're like, I'm gonna have to eat a lot because I'm gonna be drinking a lot later. So it's like right. that meal, Shop uh-huh. House, Amoeba, the whole thing. We all know it. <laughs> we all do. We all live it. Um, and we went in there, and I feel like they don't tell you. They don't guide you as well as they should i feel like they're used to like being chipotle and just having you be like eh, beans rice cheese right. whatever steak um but they just have kind of a bunch of ingredients that maybe american audiences such as myself are not as familiar uh-huh. with so there's just a lot of like thai pork that i'm not familiar with that has been like punched with sesame seeds and <laughs> they seeds. and they don't kind of like guide you i felt like i was a little bit adrift i felt right. like they didn't quite guide me through some like tasty flavor combinations as much as yeah perhaps they should have so that's my yelp review of them maybe this is on you maybe you need to prepare <laughs> if a little better could, i guess so <laughs> if uh if somebody could a make me up a binder that I could look through the next time before I go to Shop House. And then also, um, if somebody could type up what I said and put it into a Yelp review, because I don't feel like doing it. I, uh, you know, if I if I keep having some cocktails, I, I may do that <laughs> later. I, that was that was a short lived phase I had oh, a couple really? years ago uh, where I would I would uh, get a little uh, a little saucy and then I would go and write reviews on Yelp. But it was never always positive. I would, oh, I would go nice. to the places that I liked. But yeah. I would just I would basically it was for my own amusement. I would try right. to make myself laugh with this. And uh, I had a bit with uh, some friends of mine a while ago that was we, we really wanted to start a oh, we never I think, it never the, got, I think the girlfriend just got ooh. home. She's going to be so mad. Hello. I'm not allowed to have boys over. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there was we, we wanted to it never got to the point of actually doing it. But we oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, uh, Tony's girlfriend got home and he got so grossed out. You guys can't see it at home. Um, I just shut that door. Uh, but um, we really wanted to start a Yelp account called Mr. Tight Jeans. And it would just go to various restaurants and other places of business and leave the exact same review every time, which would be, my jeans were too tight, so I left. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> which... I really feel like it would have gotten pretty far because I don't think any businesses would have been incented to be like, you should take that down because it's a five-star review. I mean, nobody right. who's arguing with a right. five-star review. That's going <laughs> to really up your average. But also the guy, the, the guy's not holding against the, the, the business. He's not holding it against them uh-huh. that uh, his jeans were too tight. So he left. <laughs> but he did. But he was still like into it, I yeah. guess, at a point. <laughs> Do you think there's anything more obvious than if you find a... Like a uh, business writing their own... 
yeah review. like when, when it when you find this restaurant that has one review right and it's a five-star review and it's just nothing but just, just rave reviews oh man when i was in here all of the customers <laughs> other customers seemed like jerks <laughs> this place is great <laughs> I love it. B- the bills in this place must be very hard to pay. <laughs> like he just is betraying way too much knowledge of, yeah. of the businesses, ins and outs. It seems like owner of this place has two kids in college, so more people should come. Yeah, I, uh, I, I always really enjoy that. It's, it's very, um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of people, I, I think, too, you, know, you find it on uh, YouTube as well, where there will always be one reviewer that it, or commenter who is who is viewing this whole thing as like a referendum on like everything uh-huh. in culture. Like I feel like the YouTube comment you always see is like, oh, "What happened to music like this?" Like I feel like you because if you if you ever go back, one of the great things that YouTube is great for is being like, "Remember that song that was like number nine on TRL in like 1999." And like, oh yeah, that one. Okay, oh Jimmy's Chicken Shack, sweet. Jimmy's um, Chicken Shack, <laughs> or whatever. They decided that that name was okay. By the way, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I will. That reminds me of a story that I'll tell you in a second. Not really a story, but just a, something. Um, but that there will there will always be like there will be no matter what. Like if you go to Jimmy's Chickens, Jimmy's Chicken Shack's one song, I guarantee you the first comment is somebody being like. See what happened to good music, like Jimmy's <laughs> Chicken Shack. Like people are always viewing that song as like a referendum on like how bad things have gotten. And I believe you're referring to High. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I do remember there being chicken feathers floating around in the video, which I, I don't. Which I don't even remember at the, the time. Uh... I found to be a little on the nose. I feel like there were. Maybe I just added them in my memory. Um, I think they they did have a couple of hits, but I, uh, I know that. Uh, Sorry, JCS fans. High was the first. Actually, no. It, it, from the looks of uh, at least the info, the plays that Spotify is giving me, mm. Do Right is like the most played. But I don't. Well, that could just be one that, that was that like is. a big hit with the fans. I need to. I need to hear. Or maybe it's from the Do Right soundtrack. Oh, I, don't try. Straight, I, oh, I remember this. Yeah. Did not expect us to be listening to some Jimmy's Chicken Jack before this was Oh man. Yeah, oh. I remember this. I'm not even sure I knew this was Jimmy's Chicken Shack. No? Oh, Is no. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Of course. Wow. All right, we don't need to keep going with that. <laughs> if you leave that on, a 2002 teen movie will start. Just naturally. <laughs> There's a chance I might be in the end credits of that, too. If so. <laughs> that teen movie? Uh, what teen no. movie are you in the end credits of? Uh, the... Uh, John Tucker Must Die. Oh, is, wow. Yeah, we got end credits. I think that's our only end credits we ever actually had. Cool. <laughs> is it cool? Is it? Are you guys like the first song in the end credits? Or are you the one that yeah, fades I, up? Yeah, I believe, if I remember right, I uh, I think the movie ends and they like do like a fake out. They like show like mm. directed by or something, like two names or something, and then it comes back on for a second. Gotcha. And then they do one more little thing, then it goes to the real credits and, that, and then our song comes on. <laughs> that's awesome that's so that's so uh, that's yeah. great i think it's cool you, you i mean no it don't get me wrong it you know not a lot of people can say they right. had a song in a, in a movie only, so I'm, i think I'm that is that. second only to or tied with as far as teen movie related music honors to being the opening like riff 
that starts in the movie where there's like a crane shot that like comes down uh-huh. on the school. Right, right. And usually there's like two kids crossing, like probably like some cool looking, like a girl and a guy like walking. They walk in one diagonal, then a skateboarder goes in another diagonal, the crane shot comes down, and then like the main character probably like walks into the shot at uh-huh. that point. Maybe they're looking at their school, it's like, it's the first day of school. What am I got? I gotta get laid or whatever it is. <laughs> but like that, I feel like for a long time that was always um uh, semi charmed life by Third Eye Blind. Oh like, yeah, just like you could just you start that song in that shot, just like it's it's just there, it's happening. It's like I'm really good at singing guitar. By the way, aren't you glad you're not in a band with me? Okay, I thought of this song. I said, okay, I should go. She'd go like, and you're like, oh, that's the guitar riff, and I'm like, no, that's the vocal part. That's the vocal melody that I'm thinking. I don't have the no, that's the words. No, that now I think about it, that is the lyrics. I like it. Should we should we lay that down real quick? Yeah, I think so. Let's track it. All right, music terminology. Yeah, you nailed it. I have fully exhausted all the things that I know about music. Jimmy's Chicken Shack, but which I believe. We've gotten ahead of I believe you said you had a story about Jimmy's oh, Chicken yeah. Shack. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I don't have a story about Jimmy's Chicken Shack. I just have a – last night, um, my girlfriend is from uh, Boise, Idaho, and she uh, was looking at the um, the lineup for this year's Tree Fort Music Festival, which is a music festival slash, I think now, like movie, uh, like film festival um, that's kind of stated objective <laughs> is to catch bands that were at South by Southwest on their way back to Seattle and Oregon. Right, It's right. like a week after South by – and uh, which I call it because I'm fucking in the biz. Oh yeah, um, that's where Tony and I met. Yeah, by. no big deal. Um, NBD, us, Jonah Ray, you yeah. know the whole the whole the gang. Yeah, the gang, the boy, the new Rat Pack. It was the first <laughs> time we all got back together. <laughs> um, and uh, she was she was like I okay, she's like I know you're about to go to sleep, but I just have to read you these this list of bands because I've only heard of one of them, and they're all like the worst band names ever. And she proceeded to read them to me. And A, it sounds like if you go to Tree Fort Music Festival, you get your fucking money's worth. Because I think there were maybe 120 band names. And they were all like, you know when you hear a ba- an obscure band name and you can just see all of them sitting around and being like, that's it. That's the uh, fucking name. Right. Like, you know, I'm like, there was like... The, I found myself thinking that the best ones were clearly the ones that are weed themed jam mm-hmm. bands. Like those were the best ones. Yeah, yeah. All of, there were so many that were either like Captain Woodfuck's Country Review. <laughs> like a lot of bands where you can tell it's like three dudes that look basically like me with like beards right. and long hair <laughs> that are in their late twenties, early thirties, and have like have like fucking fashion overalls and a washboard, uh-huh. um, and are trying fashion to be like overalls. the next like Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Um, uh, or like a lot of stuff that would be like one word and most of them that were like two words combined into one word and all, a lot of them would have tiger in them. Uh-huh. I feel like it'd <laughs> be like, be like night tiger. Actually night tiger is way better than all of them. Night tiger sounds are like a tell- band that could have had a song on the Miami Vice soundtrack. Is there, uh, are you confusing them with glass tiger? Is glass, glass tiger, tiger a band? Tiger? No, I don't. Glass tiger, a band. Am I gonna have to play a Glass Tiger clip now? Sure. Are we going uh, Jimmy? <laughs> well, I do. It's just a cover. Uh, you. Whoops. Clicked on the wrong one. You totally know this song, though. Okay. I mean, let me fast forward a little bit. Although you are younger than me, so maybe not. But this is this is a big '80s hit. Let me go a little further. All right, we're getting the chorus. 
Didn't mean to derail your story. I just got excited for a Glass Not Tiger reference. Oh, that was just a tease. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah, talk about teen movies. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's actually there's some. Uh, I don't think that one was, but some of the uh, backup vocals on this song. Why do I know this? I don't know. Uh, some guest vocals by uh, Brian Adams on that song. Oh, just one know? of those things I know for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know something. Might as well know that. <laughs> let's get let's get back to you. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was that was that was pretty much it. But most of the songs. You could tell, or most of the songs, most of the band names, you could tell by the name of the band if it was going to be um, like one girl from Austin with a laptop and face paint. Uh-huh. Um, like a lot of them turned right. out to be one girl from from Austin with like a laptop and face paint, which is great. Good for her, I guess. I, That's just I guess. the kind of thing where if you're at a festival and then it's like, okay, oh, here comes one girl with a laptop and face paint. Ooh, oh, and 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 in the in in if I look her up online, one of the main descriptors of her band is like spiritual. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I don't understand, and maybe this is just me getting old and and grumpy about music now, but I don't. And if, if someone listening to this, or if you Right. No, an explanation of this. Please explain it to me. When you go and see a, a DJ or whatever it is live, and it's just a guy on stage with right. a laptop, why am I going to see that? Uh, I don't. And and yeah. side note, what right. are they? Are they actually doing anything? I'm always convinced they're actually just like checking their email <laughs> and stuff over there. But really committedly. Yeah. That was they just another, have iTunes another open. thing they... that my friends and I talked about because we, my, my like <clears throat> writing partner, my like writing partners and I were like belabor. We're like super anal retentive about like when we send emails to people. Um, so <laughs> we will just really like, like wait to put anything in like the to field cause we don't want to accidentally send it to uh-huh. anyone and whatever. And it, so we just have this, all these weird ADD rituals to do with email. And we were talking about the idea of there being like a monsters of email tour where there would be like that kind of setup <laughs> with like, you know, three dudes and like some laptops and then on b- behind them on screen is just like email and then you know it's like they take something out of the cc field and put it in the bcc field and people are like oh, yeah, fuck yeah. um so to answer your question i don't i never know if they're actually doing anything i feel yeah. like that because it's gotten away from even like i guess like turntablism yeah uh, which i always it's blasphemy I almost never like it when you hear scratching on a song. I feel like maybe that's because of Incubus. <laughs> I feel like because that I sort of came of age in a musical era where it was like, all right, we're going to take a shitty rock band. Um, and you got a problem with the bus? <laughs> then you got a problem with me. <laughs> um, that would and, – and we're going to add like a dude that's going to occasionally just take their kind of – quasi funky like acoustic ballad and then add a like wink 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 every every now and again i think that has has made turntable like actual just like scratching sound really cheesy to me um yeah but since dj's have gotten away from actual i feel like the records were at least some sort of it's like okay if he's just pretending that he's playing music off of the records at least he had to carry something very heavy here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so he did his like penance um, but now, no, I don't know. I, I don't feel like there's any um, 
real confirmation that they're doing anything, but people seem to want to pay a lot of money to like go to Vegas and see a a like beautiful Aryan faced Scandinavian dude just kind of stand there and go like yep like sort of jump up and down and look happy which says to <coughs> me they're not really doing much of anything yeah um and, yeah I'm not I'm not well I kind of am implying they're not doing anything right. but I don't know I honestly don't know I, well, I remember <laughs> being at the there was a very brief interval uh, a couple years ago where I was going to the LA Fitness in Hollywood, and they would play the um, uh, they they would play like some dance music channel like on the TVs by the treadmills, so you had to watch like dance music videos, uh-huh. which they still make. I think because maybe dance music is like super still super profitable globally. Right. So it's yeah, like, let's I think make it is. Yeah, crazy videos, and we'll have and always pitbull. Everything pitbull. Pitbull's uh-huh. always pitbull's <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. recognizable figure. Right. It'll be like two span two dudes from Spain and the most beautiful woman you've ever seen and pitbull. Uh-huh. Um, but you never see his eyes, and I like that about him. It makes him inscrutable. He does always. Have um, I guess you see his eyes occasionally, and they look insane. I don't, I'm not sure that I ever have. They, now that you they say look that. really crazy. He yeah. could look less like Vin Diesel in Pitch Black in terms of the weirdness <laughs> of the eyes and the shaved head. Um, but I, I would look up at the videos and sometimes they would have like, if you want to call it that, I guess like live performance footage of like these guys, like actually like in concert, like in Ibiza or wherever. Yeah. And it would be, as I described, Swedish, like Aryan faced, uh, dude in like a V-neck t-shirt, just like, like not doing anything on his laptop, but being at the laptop and just kind of jumping up and down and looking happy and people Mm -hmm. were freaking out. And I was like, Oh man, white people have finally (laughs) invented their perfect form of music like white men <laughs> yeah have invented their perfect form of music where they can just like stand in front of people be paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars a night and smile and jump up and down <laughs> and, not, <laughs> act, and actively not actually do anything just be present and be like look at me this is great yeah i just, yeah i don't know I, I again i don't i don't know if this is just me right. getting old and grumpier with this stuff right. or what but i just i just don't get it yeah i i did a um a comedy show here in town that was like a comedy and hip-hop show by this guy mike eagle it, who was really awesome it was at the mint it was like one of the more fun shows i've done and since i since i've moved here and there was a um uh there was just a dude who as mike put it was like doing like a beat set before my before i did like uh, a storytelling thing uh-huh. and he just like went up and like as you described was on a laptop kind of dancing kind clearly doing something but i don't know if that was just like s- sort of like switching between songs that he had made previously and he he had he was very he was like super energetic and watchable and fun and the music that he made was like actually kind of physical to the point it made it be like oh maybe he is actively playing <coughs> instrumentizing some part of it right yeah. now so it was like fun to watch but then they're also yeah you're, it's like you know i'm not i'm not watching a dude i'm definitely not watching a dude play guitar yeah. um i guess if you're going for that stuff you're going in part just because of the atmosphere and the fun right. of it i mean it's, so a, it's a night out i guess i, I get that <laughs> <laughs> that was very like larry king i feel like um no i mean i i it's not my favorite um thing but it's definitely something that i am the whole like edm thing that i is interesting to me for sure uh-huh. um uh 
it you know it just in in as a phenomena and like and as you said like w okay you then go and pay to actually see that dude be there yeah. but it's literally the same electronic mm -hmm. information that's being delivered to you via a different sound system as the, as the, as as what you have at home um so i don't know i don't know why people do it but they but the kids sure seem to love it <laughs> <laughs> yes they do they sure seem yes, to love a tiesto or whoever like you don't ever see one of those guys uh screw up or or sound bad you know what i mean that'd be like, awesome if you did though <laughs> i know like see if i i feel like i want to see like right. if i saw that i'd be like okay you want right, to see them like hit a bum happening. note yeah or something yeah make it make it humanize it a little yeah. bit yeah or spill I think the nice thing about that would be he could spill something on, a, on his computer and then just take a dude's iPhone from the front row and have essentially the same show. Right. Let me get on the cloud real quick. <laughs> What's the Wi-Fi password in here? <laughs> I'm just imagining like talking about like somebody talking about like the five elements of hip hop and the six being asking what the Wi-Fi password is. It's I, a very important part I of being on tour. I had a weird disillusioning experience and I, I feel like I must have talked about it on another podcast at some point because i only have like two stories and none of them are actually stories they're just things i overheard <laughs> i understand i, I, was, I toured I wrote, for 11 years <laughs> and i have no stories so i understand i wrote on the um the vmas one year and the foo fighters were like the or maybe it was the movie awards anyway some some award show where the foo fighters were like the big guest uh -huh. the big like musical guest um, and they had put the writers next to the Foo Fighters dressing room. And I remember passing by and hearing and seeing one of the dudes, I, I can't remember who it was, but overhearing one of the dudes in the band be like, yeah, so um, did you tell Jen to like CC, uh, you know, Hector on that email or whatever? And I was just, I was just like so disillusioned. It was like, oh, rock and roll is just emails. Like it's <laughs> yeah. the same thing for everyone. It, it's everyone's job is just email politics now. Yeah. No, the, the, that was what it, we always... Uh would kind of like say to people like any sort of like like younger kids especially that like would like you know put you at this higher level than you don't you don't right. deserve to be anywhere near what right. they're thinking and you know and they would like you know sometimes like oh can we can we can you take us backstage or something like you don't want to go back there like it's it's not nice first of all <laughs> it's like going to be one of the grossest rooms you've ever seen but uh, not in like a cool like train spotting way no it's just it's just a boring gross. yeah gross room <laughs> yeah and it's gonna be a gross room full of guys on their laptops yeah that's it nothing else happening <laughs> it's like the most like edgy thing you're gonna see is one of those uh maybe a couple of them will have a, a beer in their hand also Whoa! yeah <laughs> getting crazy <laughs> he's on nytimes.com and he's got a fucking beer yeah everyone thinks it's so much yeah. more exciting than it is well, well i can't wait till you make your almost famous <laughs> the worst movie of all time <laughs> it's just a guy aol instant messaging with a icon of uh kate hudson <laughs> It wouldn't even be that. It would be the 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 manager of the band, right. like <laughs> emailing with the manager. Oh. <laughs> uh, I like that you also have people can't see you have a, this is Spinal Tap poster over your shoulder. Yeah, it's uh, it's the best. You lived it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I lived your manager that. And his his cricket but, bat. <laughs> yeah, it's an affectation, really. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Uh, but speaking of movies, before before uh, 
we kind of move on. I had one little thing I wanted to do with you, but I also had to ask you about something. Speaking of movies, uh, first of all, uh, Mystery Team, I quite enjoy it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, man. And uh, I actually I, I rewatched it recently. I hadn't watched it in a few years, and uh, uh, I I <laughs> I, ha- I don't know. I mean, it's a super funny line to me, and I just uh, maybe I don't know. Let me just let me just get come out with it. Uh, there's the scene uh, towards the end of the movie mm. when uh, the scenes when in the office when uh, Matt Walsh right. in it. Yes, Matt Walsh for some reason uh, his line when he's is it Frankie is that because uh, I think it's uh, I forget the Lutz or whatever Lutz, from yeah, yeah. From is that is his character Rock. Frankie yeah. yeah I think I think so yeah Frank or yeah. Frankie yeah, I can't remember uh, <laughs> he starts to kind of annoy Matt Walsh and Matt Walsh just turns to him and says sometimes I wish you'd never beaten that cancer <laughs> and that the first time I watched that movie and she can tell you, Christina my girlfriend can tell you like that's the hardest I've laughed at a line in a oh, movie thanks, in man. so long and I, I had to know like was that uh, was was that an improvised line was that a written line um, was that I think uh, I think that was in the script definitely Walsh his whole interaction with Lutz and with our characters and with Donald um, was all he- was heavily there was heavy improv on Walsh's part. Uh-huh. I think I didn't beat that. I, I sometimes I wish you hadn't beat that cancer was was scripted, but he definitely. I mean, his Walsh's energy as the like, he like sells super the line, drunk <laughs> corporate guy who basically is there to kind of accidentally convince. Jason, the main character played by Donald, to like go after his dreams by being a sad, deflated corporate uh-huh. <laughs> corporate man, um, was because we really like one of the things that we sort of I don't think we set out to do necessarily, but ended up doing was kind of populating the movie with really terrible authority figure characters. Like we wanted there mm-hmm. to be people in, or there ended up being people in the movie that normally your main character would go to in the movie and then have somebody and then have them be like yeah so you got to do this great that you got to right. do you got to do it and then they would go and do it we wanted to have them kind of get that but then it would always be like a counter example of somebody telling them like a terrible advice then they would realize oh okay i don't want to be that yeah um and walsh i think it was basically like walsh improvising heavily as being this like drunk office dude <laughs> and then also lutz being in this like cuz it's a costume party and so uh-huh. lutz being in this like turtle Right. Costume. Like, I think somebody found, I think maybe the costume designer or somebody found that, like, they have adult turtle costumes that are basically, like, the kind of ones that you have, not even for kids, but for, like, toddlers. Right. (laughs) Costumes that are just, like, super simple and, like, they're basically pajamas, like a one piece turtle costume. And just something about Lutz being in that turtle costume and being, as he is, like, totally open. Like, there's just something that's so open about him. Uh-huh. It was, it, was it, it all kind of, I think, um, went into the energy of that of, of that, and ended up uh, making it. Because it's, it's kind of, I think, I always liked it. It's kind of my favorite thing in the movie. I'm glad to know that you liked it as well. Yeah, it just uh, destroyed Walsh me. Walsh was just I, so I think I, cool. I, I, and I can't tell you... I, I might be wrong about this, but I, I almost feel like I had to pause the movie because there was just in that moment. I don't know. It was just that it was. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> it killed me. And I like I said, when I rewatched it, it, it made me laugh. Uh, not 
not as hard. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I still, Thanks. I still had quite a nice laugh out of it. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's Thank fun. You. And I, I was glad. I didn't know that. Uh, if no one has seen it, Mystery Team on Hulu Plus right yes, now. Yes, it is on Hulu because I just on, discovered it was on that watch the other History day for a while, and then yeah. it's been on Hulu Plus for a long time now. Um, people should definitely check it out if you're among the Hulu Plused. Yeah, I just I just became one of those, so I was, nice. I was it was a nice surprise to stumble across I that the other day. Feel like I am the if everyone ends up being like me, the economy is going to be fine for a hundred years because <laughs> I I remember do you watch Shark Tank at all? I have seen it. Um, Watches a strong. <laughs> <laughs> I I I observed it. I didn't okay. watch it. I observed it. No, I, I it's one of my favorite shows. Um, but they were talking about like how they were like repeating revenue. That's the new model. That's what you have to have. Like the idea that you have your customers. Um, I almost said social security number. That'd be great too. <laughs> um, uh, your your customers' um, uh, credit card number, and you just bill them every month, no matter what. And I think the idea is that the customer just forgets. Yeah, that, that happens, which would only happen to. I think people under 40. I feel like everyone under 40 is used to like getting their paper mm-hmm. s- statement and looking at it and whatever. And I, I remember everything that I charge. And if there's one little thing out of place, either uh, somebody stole my identity or my husband is buying porn. Um, <laughs> but for me, like I never look at my – I know I should. I, I uh, I, never... I've finally started to get a yeah. little more uh... – active at I looking definitely at that. should but I yeah. I definitely don't so there's just so many ins- I, I, I actually I remembered it like last night and got mad at myself because I was like I pay fucking 7.99 a month or for however much it is for Hulu plus and I haven't watched something on Hulu plus in more than a month what the fuck and then what I did was continue sitting on my couch and watching television not on Hulu plus yeah no and I, I went I went the other it. route was I I actually just a couple weeks I'm like I'm gonna try this we'll right. see how this goes I, I I got rid of cable altogether. Really? How's and it been went, going? It, I've actually, I haven't really missed it much. There's only like a few little things here and there, but that I'm like, oh, I kind of, you know, it's like right. those moments sometimes where you're like, oh, I just kind of want to like flip around right now. Right. But what's the difference of that and scrolling through that menu screen of Hulu oh. and Netflix and all yeah, that? So. Totally. I have a better night. And you guys do it like via like Apple TV or Roku? Yeah, or? Apple TV. and gotcha. we, get, we have a nice mix. We have the Apple TV. We have Ooh. the PlayStation. Oh. We also have the, uh, the Chromecast. Ooh. We have the Chromecast in What's the, the difference between the... <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so dirty. <laughs> um, or like a weird um, 1950s, something that would be sold door to door. You got to get the Chromecast. Anybody who's anybody's getting the Chromecast. Yeah, it'll, it won't rust in the rain. You get pay for the Chromecast. Fight communism. Um, what's the difference? Is that that's just the Google one? It's Google, and it's actually it's way cheaper. Uh, now it's going to sound like a salesman, right? But uh, it's only like forty bucks, and it's just this tiny little thing that you plug into the uh, HDMI, and uh, and then you actually there's no remote or anything. You just control it with your phone. Cool, and you know it does Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, all the all the stuff Sweet, that you all want. The stuff. Yeah, so, all the yeah. ones. Yeah, I feel like it. It takes a second, maybe a second longer to load than the other things do. But when it's like it loads, once is it, it does, like it's good, good. quality. Because yeah, I feel like Netflix on Apple TV. There's like I feel like there's like a vast conspiracy out there as to why <laughs> Netflix sometimes looks super shitty on Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it looks good once, right. once you get it going. Cool. I've, we've been happy Check it so out, far. guys. Yeah. This has been Chromecast. This has been <laughs> <Yeah>. Chromecast cast. 
the side podcast of this podcast. Uh, well, one last little thing I'd like to do with you, if if you'll allow it. Sure. Before I kick you out, uh, we sometimes like to do a little thing called the Christmas quiz. All right. And here's here we go. Here's the theme song. We're gonna find out how smart you is when you take the Christmas quiz. <laughs> All right. So, really. It's not about being right or wrong with these. It's just about learning something. Oh, I something. thought that was the I thought that was the first question. <laughs> the quiz was really, really. Yeah, it uh, you know it's all about learning something. Gotcha. Okay. No, no one has. Uh, maybe you can be our first perfect score. <sighs> a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. There's only just five, uh, okay. five quick questions. But again, the only person that's got a perfect score on this is, of course, Santa Claus. Yeah, he's. On the uh, I, you know what? I haven't been able to book him yet. He would be such a good for you. I know. He would be so good for you. I've got those fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So question number one. Uh, The first artificial Christmas tree was made by the Germans. What was it made of? And you have multiple choice here. Okay. Uh, Is it A, wood, B, animal hair bristle brushes, or C, goose feathers? So my options are wood, brushes, brushes, feathers. I'm going to say brushes sounds like the most logical to me. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. You're not going to get that perfect score. Oh. <laughs> We're all right. We Folks, might as well wrap it up now. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, well, here, here's, the, that, here's the little uh, trick with that. Please. Actually... All of those things have been used, but mm. this particular first artificial tree was made of dyed goose feathers. Well, they should have fucking made it with br- brushes. Someone right? else, I mean, br- someone yeah. else came along and did that eventually, and they were right. Yeah, and that's why well, you know, and that's why we say today, kids, gather around the brush tree. <laughs> Let's all open our open not our teeth but our our lips and rub our faces <laughs> against the tree. And dental hygiene. <laughs> and dental hygiene. And dental hygiene to you. <laughs> all right. So, 0 for 1. That's all right. Again, it's about learning. Question two. Uh, the Bolivians celebrate, I'll probably butcher this pronunciation, but Misa del Gallo on Christmas Eve. Uh, what do some As people... As does Jar Jar. <laughs> uh, Jar Jar Binks. Is that who you're... The Jar Jar you're referring to? No, Jar Jar... <laughs> Jar Jar Lowenstein. Oh, I don't of know the him. Connecticut Lowensteins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so they celebrate Misa del Gallo on Christmas Eve. Uh, and what do some people bring? Uh, this is a midnight mass. Okay. And what do some people bring to this midnight mass? Do they bring a a rooster, b a guinea pig, or c soup? Midnight mass, rooster, guinea pig. Soup. I gotta go with A, a rooster. Boom. Correct. You got it. All right. Uh, yeah. Apparently, some people bring roosters to the midnight mass. It's a gesture that symbolizes the belief that a rooster was the first animal to announce the birth of Jesus. Uh, <laughs> it was actually a. It was a Facebook post. <laughs> uh, and apparently, also these mass, uh, that it can last very long into the early hours of the morning, and therefore the the rooster till the rooster crows gotcha. and it translate. Uh, apparently, the name translates to mass of the rooster. 
that's what I use that context clue to to figure Obviously. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Well done. I'm great. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Portuguese? Portugal? Bolivia? Uh, Bolivia. I'm right? great. At, yeah. Bolivia. Yeah, I'm Bolivia. I'm all over it. You're all over it. <laughs> one for one. So far. Great. Uh, one for two. Uh, no, we're one and one. Oh, okay. oh one or, and yeah, one. These are one and one, yeah. Are we okay? Are we on the same page now? We good? Well, I'm freaking pissed, but yeah, let's keep <laughs> moving. All right, question three. Which of the following is a common Christmas tree decoration in Poland? Is it A, spider webs, B, rotten apples, or C, something else? <laughs> Forgot to fill in the old... <laughs> C, did we? Yeah, I literally didn't have a C, and then Couldn't I think of amused myself by typing something else, so I just went with it. <laughs> Couldn't think of a plural noun on the fly, <laughs> could you, Tony? Um, who? Um, I'm going to go with spider webs, just because that sounds actually really awesome. You're doing all right. All right. Two and one. Uh, yeah, spiders. It, it's actually spiders and or spider webs. Uh, common Christmas tree decorations because according to legend, a spider wove a blanket for baby Jesus. In fact, Polish cons- Polish people consider spiders to be symbols of goodness and prosperity at Christmas. Polish Christmas is so metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Tim Burton. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, yeah, it's weird. This is getting uh, way more Jesus-y than this ever does. That's yeah. That's not. That's not I what this show is what about. you're trying to get at. A. <laughs> By Are Chromecast, <laughs> B, except Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. We we get it. There's Don't a reason you were brought going. here tonight, <laughs> my son. Uh, all right, so you're doing you're doing good. You're doing good. Uh, question four. Uh, traditionally on Christmas Eve in Estonia, what do families do together? Do they a roller skate, b skinny dip in the Baltic Sea, or c Head to the sauna together. Uh, this is in Estonia. Estonia. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna say sauna just because of the uh, the erotic uh, Christmas Eve imagery it summons. You're on fire. It's the sauna. Oh, I wish I could Once have that first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. According to uh, what I found online. Which, you know, who knows? Right. Uh, custom to go to the sauna on Christmas Eve after preparing the house for the festive evening celebrations. Going to a steam bath was widespread all over the country and was similar to the same habit on Midsummer's Eve. The sauna was traditionally visited before the Christmas Eve service in the local village church. As the first Christmas surprise, the children were offered festive clothes and shoes to dress in for the evening church service. So again... <laughs> More, G- more Jesus. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that's really the reason for the season. Tony, can we talk about that? <laughs> should we? Uh, should we? Shall we pray? No, we shouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're do. You're. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I think uh, best Christmas quiz score really ever. Uh, because you only have one more question, and it's a true or false. Ooh. And um you know what? I'll let you guess. You're but, jinxing uh, it. Yeah. You're jinxing it. So the South African children are told the story of Danny, a young boy who angered his grandmother by eating the cookies that she had left for Santa 
In her rage, she killed him, and he is said to haunt homes at Christmas. True or false? Yeah. This is where? South in South Africa? South Africa. True or false? True or false. So if I, I if I am correct, highest Christmas quiz score ever. Yeah, I think I Probably. think if you're if you're incorrect, you're you're gonna tie. If you're correct, gotcha. I believe you're gonna win. And True here, or false. This was this is more difficult than I was than I was led to believe. I mean, here's the thing. How I guess it really comes down to how creative do you think I am with making up <laughs> things? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say that that is true. Boom. Yes. Four and one. All Congratulations. Right. You did it. Merry that was Christmas the Christmas quiz. Oh, tense humor. Oh, yes. Gets everyone. Everyone reacts exactly how I want them to. And it delights me to no end. Um, well, DC, thank you so much Thanks for coming for by. Me, man. I Super really, yeah, it was fun. Thank you so much. Um, get out of my house. All right. All nine, right. Nine, nine more shopping months. <laughs> yep. Get it. Uh, don't forget to pray. Hot topic. Boom. See ya. <laughs> All right. We've reached the end once again. Thank you guys for listening again. Please subscribe to the show. Tell your friends about it. Spread the word. Spread the cheer. Uh, big thanks also of equal size to DC Pearson for coming by. That was a lot of fun. Please follow DC on Twitter at DC Pearson. Uh, pick up a couple of his books. Did you know he has a couple of books? He does. The Boy Who Couldn't Sleep and Never Had To. That's one title. Uh, and the other one is Crap Kingdom. They are both available wherever fine books are sold. Don't like books? How about ebooks? You can get them on the Kindle or the iPad. Get them there if you're weirdly against books. Also, if you're weirdly against books, follow me on Twitter at Tony Thaxton. And after you do that, tweet about the show. Tell your friends about it. Spread the word. Uh, and tell them Christmas is December 25th this year. I've been Tony Thaxton. That's been Rigby. And as always. We wish you a Merry Christmas from Feliz Navi.